This is Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast, and your host is Huge Pop with sitting up next to me, the co-host, and below us, he wrestles for CSW, Chicago-style wrestling. He has wrestled with for Rocket Pro Wrestling. He just he's, he's involved in NWA. He's one of the best wrestlers in the Midwest. Welcome to the show, Cody James. How you doing, my friend? Good. Thank you, Scott, for that awesome introduction. Thank you guys for having me. Hello, Sin. How are you guys doing tonight? Wonderful, wonderful. Thank Fantastic. How are you doing tonight, my guy? Uh, you know, I can't complain. I was out on the boat all day with my family. You got to do some wakeboarding, some wake surfing. Yeah. And we just went for a little swim with our little guys. So it was a pretty good day. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time out to join us on the Huge Pop Wrestling Podcast, though. No problem. Yeah, but, so uh, we have a lot of questions to ask. Um, I'm going to bounce back and forth between myself and Sin, and we'll um, see how long it goes. Absolutely. So um, can you talk about how much you enjoy being part of the business today. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love being a part of it. Um, it's something that I've wanted to do since I was a little boy. Um, growing up watching it on Saturday mornings with my grandfather at a young age and then um, wrestling around with my uncle, who's, you know, only eight years apart. So he's kind of like a big brother to me. Um, so whenever I get to go over to my grandparents' house and he was still living at home and we get to wrestle, we'd make little, uh, cardboard belts out of cardboard boxes and stuff. I was just thinking about this the other nice, night. Nice. Um, and now being able to do it on a main stage, such as the NWA, um, it's it's literally a dream come true. So I'm very, very happy to be a part of the business. That's awesome. You say cardboard boxes, belts made out of cardboard boxes. I can tell you when I was in Little League, my family didn't have enough money to go out and buy the bat, the, um, the wrist brand, you know. So I had all different colored tube socks that had stripes on it. So I cut <laughs> yeah. the cut the stripes, and I well, those were my wristbands. So I yes. I know what you I mean. You know, you do what you got to do to have fun, and exactly, so, exactly. We'll find a way. If there's a will, there's a way, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so go ahead, Cindy. You have anything for him? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. Your journey to NWA. What was that like? What was was there a big transition once you got in there? Um, what are some of the people like? Um, my first night there, I was super nervous. Um, just kind of not being there before, you know, not being on that main stage and, um, not wanting to step on toes and make a bad first impression. Cause you only get one first impression ever. Um, so I wanted to make sure I made that one count and you'll walk it in and seeing the agents walk around and the producers and how organized everything is and how everything's got a time and a specific slot. So where you need to be and you have to get things done even before you go out and wrestle, you know, wrestling is such a small portion <laughs> of, of the NWA. And um, yeah, it was, it was just awesome to see it firsthand and then thankful to be invited back and um, looking forward to going down to 75 in St. Louis at the end of this month and then Nashville the next two days. So um, the locker room there is absolutely phenomenal. Everybody's so welcoming. Um, advice, you know, they're they're willing to just listen and talk to you. They're normal people, just like you and me sitting here having a conversation right now. The conversations that I've had with some of the guys there and girls, it's you know, it's amazing because you get to see them on TV every single week, and it's like, oh, these are larger than life, you know, superstars, and you know, now we get to interact on a on a weekly basis. So it's really cool. That's awesome. So is the crowd is. is it- there are t- TV tapings in the building, correct? 
Correct. Correct. So Nashville, um, well, we just did some TV tapings up here in Chicago in Highland Park um, about a month ago or not in June, um, I believe. No, July. I'm sorry. My dates are all messed up. Too much sun today. You see all the redness. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did some t- TV tapings in July. That's going to get us all the way to 75 um, every Tuesday night on YouTube at 6.05 Eastern time, I believe. Uh, they air on live. So it's, it's okay. super, fu- super cool, you know, to, to watch power every, every week. It's old school studio style wrestling. And um, you know, it's something that my family's really kind of gotten into and watch wanting to see too. Like we used to watch WWE together. We'd watch draw, we'd watch SmackDown. And now uh, you know, we've kind of faded back from it just because we don't want wrestling to completely consume our lives um, every single day of the week. So but we've been watching, you know, power, even when, you know, I don't have a match, we're still tuning in and watching everything. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah. And then the two days after 75 Monday and Tuesday down in Nashville at Skyway studios, we're doing uh, two days of TV tapings there. So that's going to be exciting. I think that's going to take us all the way to October to the next pay-per-view. How do they bring in crowd people to, to stop tickets to get inside the NWA to watch your guys' stuff? Yeah, yeah. So you can go to nwa.com. You can buy tickets um, there. Um, you can buy them for the TV tapings, or you can buy them for seventy-five night one or night two. It's a two-night pay-per-view at the uh, at the Chase Hotel in uh, Ballroom in uh, uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot about the St. Louis, the Chase at the Ballroom, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I had the honor to uh, interview Herb Simmons about last week, two weeks ago. He's the guy that runs SICW. They're like they do the old school feel. They have the YouTube show on there, and he was talking about the Chase Center or the, the at the Chase. So mm-hmm. I heard lots about that. So that looks that sounds like an amazing place. So you shall have fun at that place. Yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful venue, and uh, you know, it, I don't know if you guys watched seventy four last year, but they were in the same building. So okay. uh, how that you know they don't you know hold anything back when it comes to this. This is the seventy fifth anniversary show of the NWA, which. I'm honored to be a part of, um, and you know I can't wait to see all the fans in there and have the place packed. We got some fans already. He said, "Hey, Cody James, you should come to wrestle at for Midwest Championship Wrestling Illinois and Defiant Pro Wrestling." So, hey, you never know where I might show up. The borders of Cody Country are always expanding. That's for sure. Right, right. So, back in the early days when you were a kid, who were your heroes growing up? You said you watched Raw, SmackDown, and stuff like that. Who were the heroes you watched? Uh, I grew up in what I call, or what everybody, I guess, calls the golden era wrestling. Um, so Hulk Hogan, he was, he was the man in our house, you know, um, you ask my son, I'm pretty sure he's a bigger fan than Hulk Hogan than I am. And he's only three years old. Um, so, you know, I grew up with him, um, ultimate warrior, macho man, Randy Savage, Jake, the snake Roberts, um, the rockers demolition legion of doom, you know, that, that's what I grew up on and what I remember, um, falling in love with the sport. And then as it changed to the new generation and everything, you know, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, you know, I liked the Hart Foundation, but when Bret Hart went single, you know, I was a huge Bret Hart guy, um, loved everything he was doing. WCW came, you know, came along and uh, started following them, Sting, um, you know, Lex Luger in, in uh, WCW. Ray Mysterio Jr. in WCW, Ultimo Dragon. I was always a bigger kid, you know, so seeing those guys jump around, flip around, and move so quick, it was really cool to see. 
um, because I couldn't do that type of stuff. So being able to watch it, you know, it really grabbed my attention. With that, uh, I have a question. Uh, what, what do you consider your style more, a grounded pound style or a hybrid style? Um, I'm definitely more of a ground and pound. Um, I'm be a brawler, but you know, I've been known to, to leave my feet a time or two. Um, I'm six foot five, I'm 200, 265 pounds, but I, I'm an athlete. I grew up playing sports my entire life. Um, I take care of myself, I'm active, you know, so if I need to, you know, I can, I can throw some of that creativity in there. So I want to quite call myself a hybrid, but you know, if I need to, if I need to fly, I could fly. There you go. So in independent wrestling, um, it's a lot from what I can see, cause I've been to some house shows and uh, for WWE and I've been to independent wrestling and independent wrestling is just, is way different in my opinion. You guys, I go to a promotion down here in Panhandle of Florida, XIW, and um, they just, it's crazy at times. It's just the stuff that you got, they, they go through. And I mean, I've watched Sin and his independent wrestling um, days, and or he still does it. And the stuff that they do is just nuts compared to the WWE, the AEW. So what, in your opinion, sets the indie wrestling apart from the likes of WWE and AEW? It's such a close, intimate connection with the fans. Um yeah, we all fell in love with wrestling and stuff, but, you know, I'm 35 years old. I have a family. I have a career. I don't need to be going in the ring and bumping my ass off, you know, tearing apart my body just because I want to have fun. I do it because of the high that I get from entertaining for the people in the crowd. So um, being able to have that connection and that personability with every single fan in that audience, that means a lot to me. Um, you know, you you can go pay hundreds of dollars, you know, to get tickets and go to the to the big shows. And those guys are doing and girls are doing phenomenal things, not taking anything away from that. But for twenty, twenty five dollars, you know, on a Friday night or a Saturday night down at the American Legion Hall or VFW, you know, you see the guys and girls that are grinding away and they're going to give you every little piece that they have because they want to make sure that that twenty to twenty five dollars it's worth it to you because you know, that's your money that you're working for. And that's kind of how I look at it. And I know a lot of my peers look at it the same way. We want to, we want you to leave every show remembering like, Oh my gosh, how are they going to top that the next show? You know? So that's our goal. Um, I compare it to the like NCAA basketball compared to the NBA. Okay, you know, yeah. Those kids, they get, they want to make it to here, you know? So they're not, they're not slowing down, but then some of the guys in the NBA, they're phenomenal athletes, you know, and, they could run circles around, you know, anybody, but, uh, you know, sometimes there's load management and, you know, we're not going to do that on, in the Indies. That's for sure. Right. Um, can you settle, I guess, a discussion that I've had with many people, would you consider NWA, ROH, GCW, even SICW and Impact, would they be a big league indie promotions or are they main stage? Uh, I'd consider it on main stage. Um, I'm not too familiar with SCIW. Um, I was going to look into it earlier. I just haven't had a chance to. I saw that you posted it and that you messaged, uh, mentioned it in a couple of our conversations earlier. So I do want to look them up. Um, but ROH, Impact, NWA, you know, those are those are mainstream companies. Um, you can watch them anywhere in the world weekly. Um, they're traveling to different to different cities, uh, to different countries. You know, once you start going global, you know, it's kind of hard to say that you're not a mainstream company. Um, you know, Billy Corgan, you know, he, he took the NWA to Australia this year. 
you know, they did, they did shows over there and uh, he is, you know, he has said that the NWA will become an international known company, you know, and they've been around since 1948. So, and they're still kicking today, but uh, impact too, you know, they've been around for a long time, changed hands a couple times, but you know, they're, they're on fire right now. They were just in Chicago too, not too long ago for a two day stint. And then they will be back in October. So um, yeah, I think that that's, it is its own uh, major league promotion. Same with MLW too. Yeah. MLW, Alex Kane. Yes. Yes. Sin. <laughs> well, I didn't have anything lined up there, so you kind of caught me off guard. All right. Hey, um, <laughs> you go ahead and think about it. Um, now, your time in CSW, you ran up against Conan Lycan. Mm-hmm. You talk about what that match was like and how that, what your interaction with him still is today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Conan is a phenomenal athlete. And he is a man of, you know, he's 260, 270. Um, he is a he is a brick house, you know, a six foot, six foot two, somewhere in there. And he's he's doing something some things that, you know, guys our size should not be doing. And I love every bit of it. Cause like I said earlier, I grew up watching Rey Mysterio. I watched Ultimate Dragons, you know, Psychosis, all the luchadors are doing, you know, doing all that crazy stuff. And um you know, he's that hybrid wrestler, you know, uh, he just cut a promo the other day that he is the, one of the most slept on talents on the Indies right now. And I agree that that guy needs to be on TV every single week. He's phenomenal. Not only is he a good person, you know, he, he's kind, he's generous, looks out for other, other people in the locker room. Um, but he's a phenomenal worker. You know, I've worked him a couple different times. Uh, the CSW, I've worked him one-on-one. We've had a couple different interactions there. And then I worked with them in uh, Iowa at honor among wrestling. Not too long ago, we did a no holds barred match. Um, and it was wild, you know, but he's so safe and he knows what he's doing. And, you know, he, he gets in there and he's, he's not going to back down. If I get in there, I want to, you know, I want to throw fists, you know, I want to, I want to make it count. I want you know, I want the people to feel it. So it's going to be a hard hitting fight if you're in there with me and he, he doesn't back down and he gives it right back and I love it. And he pushes me to, you know, I have to go to the next level, you know, when I work him. And those are my favorite types of matches when it's like, okay, I need to step it up tonight, you know, even more than I want to already. So, yeah, he's a great dude. And I am just love watching and see, you know, where he'll go in the future. Awesome. Yeah, great. Big fan of Conan. Like, and when I was in the ring with him, he threw me around like I was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't say he didn't not do that to me, you know, so he's, he is strong. I think he benches like over 500 pounds or something like Jesus. that. I believe it. Yeah. He's, he's a monster. So look him up. I have to look him up. Dang. So, um, any good words for your old tag partner, Chris Miller? And I heard yeah. about a sledge, I heard a sledgehammer story. Oh, Christine. I'm not a fan of Christine. So, um, yes, at CSW, me and Chris Miller, we no longer tag, but in uh, Rockford Damage Inc. Pro Wrestling in uh, Rockford, Illinois, we we are the tag team champions there. Um, we're okay. currently going into – we're in a feud right now with the Brothers of Funstruction. Um, and Chris Miller and me, when I first got into the business and I started having matches after training, he was my first feud for an entire year anywhere I went. Wrestling Chris Miller night, wrestling Chris Miller night. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. You know, um, he's been wrestling for 11 years now. Um, 
And he's a guy I can get in there with any single night. And I know I'm going to be safe. And I know we're going to have a good match. And, you know, that guy gets more heat than anybody I've ever wrestled or seen on an indie show. He walks out there and he doesn't have to say a word. The crowd's already, you know, down his throat. So um, he's a great guy. And I love being able to do shows with him and see him, you know, and I, I hope he continues to get out. He's going to debut for a JWA, Janesville Wrestling Alliance. Um at the end of this month. So that's super cool. You might see CNC destruction up there eventually. Mm, good. Do you ben. have a favorite opponent in the ring? My favorite opponent? Uh, yeah. Marche Rocket. Um, oh, Marche, yeah. Yeah, me and Marche, you know, just, it's simple. You know, we're, we're two big guys. And like I said, we're both athletes too. Um, and we're going to hit each other. And the crowd's going to get behind it because they're going to feel it. And that's what they want to see. They want to see, you know, that big hoss fight. And, but then, you know, he'll hit that drop kick or that M80 out of nowhere, you know, and it's, it's game over no matter who you are, but um, not just in the wrestling, you know, in the ring with them, but before the match or after the match, just talking, the guy is loaded with advice and I could sit there and I could talk with him on hours on hours, you know, and then it's like, Oh, we got to go do this right now. He's like, okay, see you out there, you know, and we'll, yeah. uh, we'll go tear it down and then we'll come back and we'll start up the story again and give him the advice back and forth. So it's, uh, it's an honor to be with him, you know, in so many different places, CSW, Rocket Pro, Crash Tester Wrestling, NWA, you know, and uh, to be linked up with him, it's, it's really special for me. So what's the, what's the inspiration that Cody James has with the business of professional wrestling? What inspires you to keep on going? Um, at this point, it's my children. Um, I've been asked this question a lot because like I said earlier, I have a family, I have a, a career outside of wrestling. Um, so I do not need to be doing this every weekend, but I'm at a point right now to where everything I do in wrestling, it's to show my kids that no matter how bad you want something or you think you can't have it, as long as you put your head down and you grind and you work for it and you see yourself having it, you can obtain it. So moving forward in wrestling, as far as I go, it's just for them and to show them what's possible in life that, you know, with a little bit of hard work, determination, you can have anything you want in this world. Um, because I'm, I'm 35 years old right now. And I just, you know, broke into a major company to where, you know, a lot of other guys, you know, they're getting in when they're 21, 22, they're a lot younger than me. Their bodies are a lot, you know, more taken care of than mine is. So, you know, they haven't been used and abused already. And it's like, you know, it, it's, it's not common for an older guy to just now be getting that break. So it, it means a lot to me. And so I want to do it to not only inspire them, but hopefully inspire somebody else, you know, along that path as well. That's awesome. Because I, I'll use that tomorrow because uh, I work with foster kids and um, there anything I can grab from you guys or um, my conversations that can help them maybe get over that, what they're getting to. So I'll, I'll probably, I'll share that with them tomorrow that, um, just yes, please keep on do. pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah, because that you know something that I've always said because I lead a team, you know, through my job, and uh, the second that we stop trying to get better, that person next to us, you know, is going to pass us by. Yeah. So it's the same thing in life. We got to keep believing in ourselves, you know, because if if we're not going to believe in ourselves, who's going to believe in us? You know, so they got to. Right. Everybody's just got to keep driving and keep trucking along for what matters to them and where they want to be you know, tomorrow, next month, three months, you know, 
for these kids, one day at a time is what they go for, you know. Exactly. If I can be better, if I if I could have one better day, then let's go to the next. Because exactly. a lot of these kids don't get to see their moms and dads for weeks and months, and you know, and you're, you're like, what do you do? So I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna use that. Thank you so much, man. No problem. Thank you, Sin. Um. So, uh, break it into the business. Uh, how did it happen? Did you see a flyer for school? Did somebody recommend you? Um, I started talking to Steve Boz on Facebook. Um, he is the owner of Chicago Style Wrestling, and the uh, he runs the training facility there. So I started talking to him, and he invited me down to it to a practice just to watch. And you know, it's in uh, River Grove, Illinois. You walk into this little workout studio where they have their personal training. They do weights. Um, they have that whole gym set up there. And you walk through this door in the back of the room, and it's you know it's another room, and it's you know, it's no, no bigger than like a single car garage. Um, and there's a wrestling ring there, you know, and it's, it's an old school wrestling ring. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. summer. Um, there's no AC back there. They got a couple fans and, uh, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love this. You know, it's just like in the grunge. And, uh, so I watched the practice and I was sitting with, uh, Doug Simmons, who I would never believe would become one of my closest friends. You know, I talk to that guy multiple times a week um, and he gives me advice with so many different things and he's Steve's partner. So he's like, you still want to do this? And I'm like, dude, yes, like, absolutely. He's like, you know, that each bump it's equivalent to a 30 mile per hour car accident. Right. And I said, yeah, let's go, you know, let's, let's just jump in. So I signed up that day. Um, this was in 2019 and yeah, I didn't look back. I, you know, made it work and I live about an hour from there. So, you know, I'd go to work, go straight to practice, get home late. Thankfully, my wife was super supportive and understanding, because, you know, during the time she was pregnant, um, you know, so she let me go do this to live a dream, to fulfill it. And, you know, the agreement was, is to try to do something by 35. Well, 35 and things are happening. So there you go. it was, you know, kept my head down, set a goal, worked for it. So. Awesome. That's awesome. And I, I, I keep on coming up. You say, you say something that keeps on bringing up, mom. That's the thing with this podcast. You know, it's, um, I do it because it gives me the hour, an hour and a half away from reality. Yeah. But my more importantly than that, my wife, she says, Hey, if that's what, that's, if that's what helps you keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that keeps on pushing me. I'm like, there's times that I, I even tell Sin, why we, why am I even doing this? And he's like, do you, do you like doing it? I said, yeah. He goes, are you doing it? Are you doing it for fun? I said, yeah. He goes, are you having fun? Yeah. Keep on doing it because big things are going to happen, you know? And I'm like, cool. And I will just say this. We just got a ProWrestlingTees.com store with our T-shirts. So awesome. Huge Pop Wrestling's our podcast is going places. And it's, I'm go. excited about that. So um, CSW, would you, that's your home that's your, your main home, right? Correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, would you say CSW offers something different than other promotions that keeps you there, or what sets CSW apart? Um, for me, it's you know I'm CSW homegrown. You know they they brought me in, they trained me, and um, you know from there I earned my spot onto their main show, their main card, and it's. Every it's once a month, every month, and it's good old school storytelling, you know, with today's 
feel on it. Um, you know, and we packed the American Legion in Frank Franklin Park. Um, over 200 people every month, you know, in this little American Legion hall. It is shoulder to shoulder, butt to butt. You know, if you're back, if you're behind the curtain, you gotta pee, you're screwed until the end of the show because you, <laughs> you can't cut through the crowd to get to the restrooms. Um, you know, it, it's not easy. But everybody in the locker room, you know, and is so so cool and generous and kind. And then you have Steve Boz, you have Jason Hades, you have um, so many people back there. You have Vic Capri, Marche Rocket, you know, just to get advice from and that can help guide you and make sure that you're putting out, you know, the highest quality of yourself and your opponent every single show. And, you know, packing that place. I mean, we're standing room only every single month. Um, you know, that says something to people that, you know, keep coming in and keep coming back. And then they come back with their families. It's a fun story. I live about an hour from there. And my next door neighbor, his cousin goes to these shows and we were just talking nonchalantly and she found out where I lived and it came out like who my neighbor was. And she's like, no way, that's my cousin. And, uh, you know, it's just such a small world that it's intertwined out there and she brings her cousins and her aunts and her uncles and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just, it's special. It's like a family, you know, not just with the boys and the girls in the back, but with the audience too, you know, and being able to spend time with them after the shows, you know, they do the after party right there at the venue. Um, everybody will stand around. Um, there's Gina Musevich who's in the chat right now. She's at almost every single CSW show. Um, you got Alan Hernandez who brings all his boys out there, which is a crazy group of dudes that just sit right up on the rail every show and so many other regulars. And then they'll hang out with us after the show too, which is super special because that's their time. That's their time of their lives that, you know, they're given to us in hopes that we can, you know, take them away from the real world for a little bit. So they don't have to focus on you know, what's going wrong at home or what's going on with, you know, in their life or what the doctor's going to say the next week. So, you know, I'm, I'm very honored to be a part of that. And I, I've wrestled for a lot of different companies and I haven't felt that family vibe so deep, not only with, you know, the boys and the girls in the back, but the audience as well. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's amazing. Yeah. Gina, Gina's awesome. <laughs> yes she's off i met her well I, I met her on the podcast when i started when i interviewed sin and uh she was with um when sin was with pwx and now mcw yeah. she's been a fan so she pops in all the time so thank you gina for being part of the show thank you for being a fan um i think cody james said it correctly you are a super fan and i appreciate we, we all appreciate you so um any big dreams for uh your future just to stay healthy and to keep going, you know, um, the, as long as I can, you know, get up in the morning, go to my real work, that job that pays the bills, you know, keeps the roofs over my, my family's head, keeps food on the food on the table for my family. Um, and then still wrestle, you know, on the side that that's my biggest dream right now. I want to see my kids succeed. I want to see them grow. Um, I was on a podcast not too long ago and they asked, um, if I have it, any aspirations of going like to WWE or AEW and you know, it, it's hard for me to say that because yes or no to that, because I got my family at home and that's most important to me, you know, without them, I'd be nothing. And, uh, 
you know, they're growing. I've lived my, you know, I've done my stuff. It's there's baseball games, there's cheer competitions, there's pond competitions, you know, there's karate now for both my kids. So they have, um, unfortunately I'm going to miss my son next belt promotion and he's three years old and it's his second one, um, because I'm being St. Louis and that, you know, that, that breaks my heart. Thankfully my wife, she's going to film it and, uh, she'll send me a video of it right away, but me not being able to be there for it, you know, that hurts. And, uh, so having to be on the road, you know, 200, 300 days a year doesn't sound too appealing to me. Um, I think I got a real good gig right now with what I'm doing. So yeah, I've known a couple guys who've passed up offers to work in developmental. Mm-hmm. I'd take Similar a pick reasons. at developmental too. So I'm not sure if I'd want to do that. <laughs> yeah. That was one of their reasons. One of them yeah. was because he didn't want to go back to developmental. And another one was family. Same yeah. reason. Like this job. Yeah. Um, any any wrestlers that would you like to take on? I mean, or up, I mean, Koa. Let's talk about Koa. Yeah, you see yourself taking on Koa down the road sometime. I do. Um, I was. We all we were this close. We almost wrestled in September um, for a promotion in the area, but unfortunately, um, the the booking didn't work out. the The scheduling didn't line up, and uh, you know we just weren't able to make it happen. So. That will be pushed down. You know, I'm sure we'll cross paths at the NWA or, you know, somewhere in Chicago very, very soon. Um, that's something that I can't wait for, whether it's at uh, Rocket Damage. It might even be at POW, Rocket Pro, um, one of those local shows out here. Um, Jim Blaze runs runs uh, POW and uh, helps book for Rock for Damage, Inc. And uh, we're both very close with Jim Blaze. So that could happen at any point in time. Um, people that I want to wrestle right right away um like to get in there with joey avalon he's a big midwestern name um does a lot of good stuff in the area travels all over the midwest um and silas mason throwbilly i'd love to get in there with him those are two big dudes um that that can just throw down and i think that we could put on a a hell of a show with that what would you do with alex cannon shane taylor would you like to go up against those boys um so this is where I'm going to, you, you mentioned that earlier when you sent me the list of questions. Um, I know who Alex Kane is, he's with a MLW, right? Yep. yep. Uh, he's their champion, right? Correct. Okay. I'm not too familiar with his stuff. Um, I know who he is though. I definitely, definitely would love to get in the ring with him. Um, Shane Taylor, I'm not familiar with, unfortunately. He's, so. uh, he's on ROH. Okay. A lot. So I do well drop one more name because um, he's a good friend of mine. He's, from he's I met him in XIW down in Florida. He's from Tennessee, from so he's from the middle Midwest and stuff. Um, Damian Wayne, I don't know if you've heard of him. I have not. I have not. He's uh, fifty-one years old, man. Guys, he's a badass. Let me yeah. just say that. But he's he sent on the Facebook post that he's retiring because um he had one bad knee. The other this weekend he. I read that. I you know that I read that. I thought that sounded familiar. I uh, I read that post. He yeah. had the, he's been in for a long time, right? He said he started yeah. when he was seventeen or twenty-one years yeah. old. Something like that. Yeah, he's got a he's a story. I mean, it's just amazing man. So I didn't know if you ever heard of him over there. So I haven't, but I read I read his post today. Somebody from up here shared it. Um, I forgot who shared it, but they were they were upset that you know he was like. What a talent is walking away. Um, he will be missed. I can tell you, he is. Uh, he's he's great. He's good at what he does. Awesome. So yeah. Um, 
What is your relationship? Koa says you're your best friend. So what's your relationship with Koa? Yeah, we're best friends, man. Um, <laughs> it's hard not to be best friends with him. He's a, he's a good dude. Um, he is. He, you know, he, he just wants everybody to succeed, you know, and he, and he'll help them succeed. He'll help give them the tools to succeed. Um, he's in the gym religiously with Robert Anthony and Joe Alonzo. Um, he's always asking me, Hey man, when are you going to come to my gym? I'm like, I'd love to dude, but you're an hour and a half away from me. (laughs) (laughs) I got a gym five minutes down the street. (laughs) Um, So I've been out there, you know, once, um, I want to get out there again and uh, work with him, but I, I see him multiple times a month, you know, just because of where you were, you know, mixing schedules on the same shows and stuff like that. So, you know, like I said earlier, anytime I could see him and how excited I am that we're on the same journey right now, yeah. it's super cool. And he's got a little girl too. Um, and I'm a, I'm a girl dad, you know, that was my first, my daughter was my firstborn. And uh, so, you know, we get to connect over that and, you know, he's always doing fun stuff. I think he just had like a Barbie birthday party with his, with his daughter so, yeah. and then they went to the Barbie movie. So that was super cute. Um, but yeah, no, Koa is awesome. Uh, much respect for him. And, uh, except for when we wrestle, when we, when we wrestle, I'm going to, you know, lay it in there, but, uh, <laughs> I think he's on the show September 8th, I think seventh or eighth. And, uh, he is a great guy. I mean, he, everything, everything you just said he, at the end of the podcast, a couple about a week and a half ago, he said, anything I can do to help you launch your podcast, let me know. And so this guy is, he is it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a shaky beginning with him because I called him KOA. <laughs> he didn't like that. He went straight to work mode, and I'm like, no, dude. I didn't have nothing. I couldn't back him up. I usually am pretty witty and pretty able to stir something up, but I was like, oh, crap. I just <laughs> I just pissed off my guests. What am I going to do? Uh, <laughs> so, well, gonna at least you didn't call him the gunslinger and tag somebody else in his uh, podcast. <laughs> right? All right. All right. Touche. Just to be clear, I am not the gunslinger, Cody James. <laughs> touche, touche. All right, we're good. You are the shoot, Cody James. Yes, I am. That is my real name. It is. <laughs> Heal uh, or face? Uh, it depends on where I'm at almost. <laughs> no, well, what, do you, what do you prefer to work? Oh, what do I prefer? I love being a heel, man. Um, but you make more money as a face because you can sell yeah, it. Nice, right? sell it so <laughs> it's... Uh, so true, you know. But um, no, man. As lo- I don't, it doesn't matter to me as long as I can entertain. I feel like I'm more naturally better as a heel, um, just because I like to consider myself a genuinely nice person, um, and I don't. It takes a lot for me to get pissed off, but when I when I'm a heel, it's like all that bottled up you know, anger or frustration comes out and I'm able to portray it and just be that jerk. And I'm really good at just portraying that. Um, when me and Chris Miller team together, we have so much fun and it's a blast, but, um, you know, um, yeah, it's, it doesn't really matter, but I, I think I'm better as a heel than I am a face. <laughs> uh, I had a fan once try to punch me in the face when I was heel. <laughs> I had to dodge the punch. What's you know, the that means, thing? that means you're doing it. Yeah. What was, <laughs> the, what was the weirdest or biggest fan reaction you've gotten at a show so far? I'm sorry? What What is the biggest or weirdest or the most intense fan reaction you've gotten so far, be it face or heel? Uh, it's probably, you know, something similar. I didn't, get, I didn't get punched or threatened to be punched. The guy poured his beer on me. 
Um, but it, I had to work for it. You know, <laughs> you know he, I could see he wanted to. And I, so I, and I just, you know, give him a little tick, you know, give him a little bit more, a little bit more. And then finally I got right out of the ring and just went nose to nose with him at the guardrail, you know, and uh, got him to react. And I was like, all right, did my job. Have a good night, man. <laughs> you know, I got you now. I got you now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was just like, everybody's like, what? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like, I saw, I saw what could happen. I antagonized it. We're good, you know? So, yeah, that was probably the biggest reaction that I've had from a fan. <laughs> What's your favorite venue that you've wrestled in so far or going to wrestle in? I'm really excited to wrestle at the Chase. Um, that's going to be special. Um, night two of uh, NWA 75, I believe. So, that'll night be... Two? Yep. Write that, down. Uh, that will be uh that's what I'm we'll see cards are subject to change but yeah no i'm told night two. <laughs> um but is that on pay-per-view or yeah so they do the uh they do the the pre-shows on youtube beforehand okay. and then they do the uh the actual card on fight tv oh, i think it's like i get fights so i think it's like 29.99 for both nights i think so yeah don't, don't quote me on that i think i went i went through the channel Two nights ago, and I think it was twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I think that's for both nights together as a package. So that's not a bad deal, you know. Um, but like I said, don't quote me if it if it's only for one night. Um, but so I'm super excited for that. Um, besides that, CSW Franklin Park packing that place. It's hard not to love it when the, when you can't see floor, you don't mm -hmm. see empty seats, you just see people. That's pretty cool. Uh, Rocket Pro's production is phenomenal out in Joliet, Illinois. Um, they darken it down. They have a lighting rig. You know, they got the different color lights going. Um, yeah, that's that's probably my favorite, like, production level. Um, Rocket Pro. Rocket Pro. And then uh, Janesville Wrestling Alliance, um, they do it at these uh, – it's not a stockyard. It's uh, well, it might, be, it kind of is a stockyard. Um, up in Janesville, Wisconsin, it's like a county fair site, and then they have these little pavilions and stuff, um, set up. And there's this one. It's like an old barn. Um, it's not a barn, but it, that's what it looks like. And inside, they have a concession stand. They have bleacher seatings on two sides, and then one big ass fan to cool the place <laughs> down. You know, so in the middle of summer, it's super hot in there. Um, but the acoustics in it, you know, it's, you could have 50 people or you could have 200 people and it sounds like 2000 people because the acoustics are so good in that building. Um, and that's probably my favorite building to wrestle in just because I don't know, man, it sounds just that old school vibe. Like I really like that. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what does it for me. So, awesome. so, uh, crowd wise uh being that said you feel the venue has a lot to do with it obviously you personally do you like a crowd of 200 or would you prefer a crowd of a thousand where, where do you fall what do you um really i've wrestled in front of a thousand people before um at cicero stadium um with llt lucha libre total uh they had a big show and they brought in a, a couple names for that show at cicero stadium and then that's where impact does their filming um when they're in town but uh no i mean i've wrestled in front of seven people before seven yeah. <laughs> uh, i, 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 oh, yeah. I, I, I wrestled once at a flea market it was 
So it's, and I work just as hard for those seven people that I did for those thousand people. Exactly. You paid your money. You came to see us, you know, you came to see a show. It's not your fault that we didn't promote the show well enough or that we're not in a good enough area to where we can be seen for everybody else. Right. To know like that. Hey, there's wrestling here. Um, so I'm not going to cheat you out of your money to come see me. Um, so it really doesn't matter to me. You know, it's, it's easier, <laughs> you know, it's easier, <laughs> but I'm still going to work just as hard, yeah. you know? Yep, yep. Um, so how, imp- I mean, talked about interaction with fans and um, during a match and stuff, how important is the interaction with the fans after the match is over, after the event is over, at the merch table, et cetera, et cetera, the, the after parties. How important is that to you as a wrestler and to other wrestlers in the in a company? Um, it's definitely important because without the fans, you know, you, you don't get a show. If if you don't make it them feel a part of the family and a part of the show, they're not going to keep coming back every single month. So I always make it a point to talk to people after the show, say hi, thank them for coming. I'm not one to really stay out and party too late. I might have one beer, call it and go home. Um, like I live far from all the shows. <laughs> There's, <laughs> I do not have the luxury of living close to any of the shows in the Chicago area. Um, so, you know, I do my piece and then I get out of there. Um, but it is important. It's, it's very important to talk to people after the shows, you know, during the intermissions you know, because that makes them feel a part of it. And that's what sets us apart from the big time shows to where you go and it's just routine, you know, in and out, in and out, in and out. And then they go and stand by the parking lot in hopes somebody says hi to them. Yeah. You know, there's little kids in the crowd that come and they don't know any better. They don't know that we're not just as famous as, you know, John Cena on TV. They're seeing and they're hyped up. They're standing on their chairs in the crowd and they're so excited. And then you take a picture with them after the show and their eyes just brighten up and they get so happy, you know, and then their parents are happy because you made their kid happy because I'm a parent. I know the happiest time of my life is when my kids are happy and smiling, you know, so I have a connection to where it's like, you know what, like, I know they appreciate that type of um, It is so important to interact with them. Um, I couldn't help but notice you said when you got the the time frame when you got into the business, mm-hmm. how did COVID affect um, your journey? I don't think I'd be where I am if COVID didn't happen. I think how so? uh, I think it was a time where it was uh, people didn't want to work, right? People didn't people were unsure. Um, some people left the business in the area and they stopped performing, and you know I. I kind of slid in, um, just kept going and kept grinding away and just jumped into that. And when COVID was over, you know, we've already established, you know, rosters and we've already established, you know, where people are and that's always changing where people are on the card and stuff. So you always got to stay hungry, but like you go to a CSW show, you know, you're going to be a part of Cody country or you're going to see all day Marche rocket or you're going to see Hades X1X or the superstar BOZ. Um, you know, you're going to see those people because they've been established there, you know? Um, so it's with COVID that really helped, you know, we were doing outdoor shows. Um, 
and we were just trying to find spots. It's like we did a show in uh, West Chicago at outside. I think there was like this Mexican restaurant in a parking lot. You know, it was it was on a, uh, around Halloween. It was cold. It was raining. The lights caught on fire. <laughs> you know, like um, it was it was the extension cord to the lights. But you know, like that was. I feel that was my break in to like, okay, I'm doing it right now. And like, I'm here and I'm able to continue pushing forward. And it was in the middle of COVID. I think it was, I want to say October, 2020. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was right place, right time for sure. For me. So you got these fans that watch this stuff, and I'm not, like, I, I just say my wife, for instance, she's mm-hmm. not a fan, but she watches me watch this stuff, and she's yeah. like, you know, and she's this girl that she's the one that will say that shit is fake. What do you say to somebody like that when it's, <laughs> when you hear that is fake? Yeah, man, my back doesn't hurt every day because of wrestling. <laughs> it hurts from you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was really getting up to do this interview and I was getting out of a cushy chair. Yeah. And I was like going through my head, going, man, why do I still work? Yeah. Sitting out of this chair. <laughs> no. Um <laughs> I I asked them, you know, well, what makes you think it's fake? Have you ever have you ever fallen? You know, did you see that? You know, like um pretty much everybody that I'm around just because I'm in it, whether it's friends, whether it's family, uh, peers, you know, they've, they've seen me come in with a busted eyebrow because, you know, somebody elbowed it. Um, they've seen me limping because, you know, it was a long weekend, a lot of shows on so sore. Um, so they all pretty much know, like, yes, it predetermined finishes. Right. But the action's real. You know, you, you never know what could happen. Some, there's freak accidents all the time. You know, um, there's that much padding on the map. Yeah, I don't care who you are; it doesn't feel good. <laughs> <to bump. laughs> um, you know, um, but things things happen. This isn't ballet. You know, this this isn't choreographed art. You know, we're a lot of it's improv. Yeah, you know, we know what where we're gonna put a couple of things, but overall, you know, the slams, splashes. When I do a big taker dive over the top rope onto the outside, you know, that's, it doesn't feel great landing, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it doesn't feel good for the person under me. Who's, you know, got to be there to catch me. That's 265 pounds, six foot five. That's a lot of velocity to get over that rope, you know? So, um, yeah, it's try to smarten them up a little bit when they say that stuff, if I interact with somebody, but let them think what they want to think it, it's not for everybody, right? I don't. Yeah. I always just try to be the bigger person because they might be into something that I'm like, that's lame, you know. But right. it's okay, right. you know. You have your opinion. I'm not giving you my opinion on your, you know, Volkswagen Beetle bug that you think's a hot rod, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's no, you're right. Don't make a right. So it's I'll try to smarten them up a little bit if I'm not getting through. Okay, no problem. That's your opinion. I respect it. You know, and then move on, change the conversation. Yeah. All right. Then, you know, uh, <laughs> bringing that up, uh, I just did a show at a bar not that long ago, and some rowdy drunk fans were talking about how, oh man, you know, tell the promoter to put us in the ring, tell him to put us in the ring. 
<laughs> uh, that, 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 that makes me think of a similar thing. The drunk guy who thinks all there is to it is getting in the ring. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just rude right. awakening. Yeah. And they do, right? <laughs> if they, I got um, some questions from my kiddos. Yeah. Okay. I got about 10 of them. They're real quick ones. Do you like pizza? Oh my God. I love pizza. Luminati's is my fix. I got one two minutes away from my house. Uh, Chicago style Luminati's. That's the extra extra cheese with sausage, butter crust. Ooh, I could eat it every single day. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Okay. How much food do you eat the day of a match? Um, very minimal, and it's really, really bad. But I don't want to blow, and I don't want to have stomach issues day of. Um, so it's very, very light, one to two meals beforehand. What's your favorite TV show? Uh, what are me and my wife watching right now? Um, we just finished Sons of Anarchy for like the third time. Okay. So I'm <laughs> no, Shameless. Shameless right now. Yeah, we're, we're watching Shameless. That's a, that's a funny show. It's not appropriate for the kids, but for the adults, if you haven't seen it, I don't condone any of it, but it is funny. It <laughs> I is don't condone it, but I love it. Huh? Funny. Yes. I've never watched it. Shameless. Favorite music to listen to? Um, anything. Um, lately, it's been a lot of country music. Um, okay. Country or uh, rock and roll. You play video games? I do play video games. Favorite one? My favorite one right now. Um, I just discovered that you can download the uh, the Super Nintendo games on the Switch. So I have hijacked my daughter's Switch, and I'm playing Super Mario. Nice, nice. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'm, I'm loving that. I'm, I'm yeah. sure she hates it because I don't let her have any turns. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any pets? I'm sorry? How many pets? I do. I have two. Um, I have an English bulldog whose name is Mr. Wrinkles. When my daughter was three years old, she named him. Um, and then my wife has a, a German shepherd, and her name is Jody. So we have two two pups. Okay, two more. How much exercise and working out do you do? Too much. <laughs> um, three to four times a week. Three to four times a week for at least an hour. Then the last one is, does it hurt to get hit by a chair? Yes. Yes, because wrestling is not fake. People are fake. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, those are the questions from the kiddos. I told them I'd ask, it. I'd ask those to you. So. You should have told them all to ask two questions. Those are great. <laughs> Those are the easiest questions of the night. (laughs) So in the midst of um, training and stuff like that, do they teach promo stuff at training school? Uh, Yes. Um, Some training schools, um, CSW used to do it on Saturdays. They would do a promo class. Um, Lately, I found that just talking to myself in the mirror when my wife's not home so she doesn't judge me has really been helping with my promos um, or in the shower when she is home. So she can't hear me because <laughs> um, I'm always trying to think of stuff to say um, and make sure that I'm not over talking. And I'm a real big fan of doing it in one take just because I do have so much stuff going on in life. It's, I don't want to have to sit there and retake, retake, retake. And that's the worst thing when you get on a show too, is when it's like, if they give you a live mic, you need to be able to go right away. You don't got another take. So, you know, if you're shooting a promo, on your phone or on the camera in the back, you know, trying to get it done in one take. I think it's huge. 
Now, how important are, I mean, okay, so as a wrestling fan, when I watch WWE and um, AEW, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I turned into AEW because I want to see what MJF has to say. Oh, my gosh, he's hilarious. It's great, you know, so, yeah. and I could care, I mean, it sounds bad, but the other stuff I could, I mean, Moxley, if he gets on the mic, uh, Punk, if he gets on the mic, you you watch it for those segments. Mm-hmm. Now, are promos more important than the huge huge spots of the of the matches or do those that makes any sense it does um i want to say i want to say my view on it without offending anybody just because the, the moves do mean a lot to people um but and people put their bodies on the line right so they don't it, they are worth something but um people are going to remember the story they're going to remember the moments in between um, so if those spots are put at the right moment of the match, the fans are going to remember the match. And then that moment, um, promos, you know, people are going to remember that off-air promo MJF did a couple months ago at AEW when the cameras weren't rolling in Texas. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a moment. And uh, that's something that uh, Scott Garland uh, Scotty Tuhati said um, when he I was on a show with him is people remember moments. So the moves in the right spot can help make that turn that match from just a match into a moment. Um, promos, you know, you get you get the you know, there's a lot of guys that can cut a really good promo, you know, and you're gonna, you're gonna remember when that guy got on the mic, you know, and said this and that. It's those are moments, you know. Look at Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Every promo he did is a moment, you know? Yeah. Um, so I hope that answers kind of how yeah, I Yeah, that does. Um, that leads into my next question. We talked. You talked about storylines, and um, CSW does storylines, old school style, and so does SICW. They do storylines. And uh, one of the things Herb Simmons said is a lot of, there's a lot of storylines in the indies compared to very – you and the bigs, I mean, there are some, like the bloodline storyline is huge, you know, mm-hmm. but um, so storylines, are they, they're, they have to be important to all you guys that are um, in the Indies, correct? Yeah. Um, so the Indies is kind of just like the, uh, what's the Marvel call it? The different universes. Um, the, multiverse. You know, the what? The multiverse. Yeah, the multiverse. So that's how the Indies are. Because at CSW, I'm a huge baby face, right? Chris Miller's a heel. We broke up. CNC Destruction's no longer there. I have my my angle that I'm running. He has his angle that he's running. Well, you drive an hour and a half north, and we're in Rockford, and we're a tag team champions together, you know, both heels now, right? Yeah. So I always call the indies, a, you know, a uh, like the multiverse. and uh, But it is important for us to have storylines because that's how you get fans in. That's how you engage them. And it, that's so simple. Now you could have your spot shows and bring in a bunch of names and just have spot matches. That's fine. You know, that's cool. But for a continuous running show that runs every single month, if not twice a month, to get those fans back in the door, you need to get them invested. Right. And they they know what's going on. Right. So I, I think storylines are huge. And I think it's a good another good aspect of the show that makes that fan feel attached to the show. So all we are is we're we're a live performing soap opera <laughs> when done right, you yep. know, with, yep. with high with high energy and a lot of action. 
And I'll say that um, one of the I have two big storylines that I can remember as a kid or as an adult growing up. And you know, NWO was my uh, was my saving grace because I stopped watching wrestling, and then all of a sudden I heard about Scott Hall and Kevin Nash coming to WCW, and they're mm-hmm. talking trash, and so I turned in. And then I seen the pay per view where Hogan comes down and leg drops uh, Macho Man Randy Savage and creates. NWO. So yep. what did we want to do? We wanted to turn in every single week for that storyline. And well that that all happened at like the perfect time too, because Absolutely. um when Hogan did that, that was the same year Michaels won the belt from Sean. Or I'm sorry, Sean won the belt from Brett at main WrestleMania 12. Yep. And then Brett left for a little bit. Yep. You know, so WWF was in this kind of weird spot you know, with Sean and then they brought psycho Sid in its survivor series, but I don't really remember anything between WrestleMania and survivor series of that year, because then Bret Hart came back and fought stone cold. Um, And then that went to mania 13, which was, I'm sorry. I was going to say, do you have a favorite storyline? My favorite storyline. I was a big fan of the stone cold Shawn Michaels storyline back in 98. Um, and the only reason that I bring that up is just because I've been going through like the old Raws lately and watching those. I've been watching the old Monday Nitros. That's what I'm on right now. Um, from when NWO started. So it's funny that you mentioned this because I'm literally watching it right now, every Monday night Nitro from, um, when Hogan turned. So it's pretty cool. And, uh, they're at Disney world right now. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's cool, um, to talk about that stuff, but, the bloodline storyline. We talked about this on another podcast that was on recently. It's, it's money, you know, it, it's so good, but I, I'm also a real big fan of this Dominic and Ray story um, because it's still going and people have like, Oh, it's over. It's over. No, they're still in it. Like it's not yeah, over. Right. Yet. And they were, yeah. And they're genius because Ray Mysterio just beat theory mm-hmm. for that title. That's going to piss off Dominic mm-hmm. and keep that story going. Forever for a while, for a while, you know. Or is it going to intertwine both titles? You know, because there's yeah. a North American title and then a U.S. title. Right. Seems right. silly to have two of those when they're merging everything else together, anyways. Right. So um, I will knows? say the the bloodline it blew me it it gave me a twist mm-hmm. um, on Friday when Jay says I'm out I'm out of the bloodline I'm out of the SmackDown and I'm out of WWE deuces. Yeah, right. They're like, holy shit. So guess who's gonna tune in next Friday? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? They did it. Whoa. They hooked you. Absolutely. So who do you look up to in pro wrestling world and why is that? Marche Rocket, Steve Boz, uh Vic Capri, Jason Hades. Um in the Chicagoland area, those, those guys are just, they're, they're my vets, you know, they're, they're who I can talk to. They're who I can lean on. Um, and Doug Simmons, he doesn't wrestle really that much anymore. Um, he will occasionally hold a show in Villa park, um, fusion wrestling. And that's where he's he'll wrestle. You know, it's like once every three to four months. Um, but he's a personal trainer and he's a mentor of mine. So on a personal level, him as well, because he was in the business for so long, but those guys, they're just full of knowledge and full of so much advice. And, you know, they, they know what's going to work and they know what's not going to work because they've been doing it for so long, you know? Um, So yeah, those are the guys that I look up to. Then 
Oh man. Uh I am out of questions. All right. Um, <laughs> okay, so I I'm gonna ask this question. Um NBA, NLB, NHL, they all have off seasons. Mm -hmm. You guys don't have off season, I'm pretty sure. Not scheduled. So how do you keep your bodies going without that break? So in the indies, it's kind of nice because it's you get asked about your bookings. You know, some some companies will take off December. Most companies take off December. So, but people will still run and they'll still throw the bookings out there. And every year I'm like, I'm not working in September. I'm taking the month off. We're, we're doing family stuff. We're doing the holidays. I'm eating cookies. I'm, you know, that's what we're doing. And I always get roped into like three shows. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but um, that's your time to shine. Yeah. Like you can slow down. You know, you don't have to take a booking every single weekend. And something that I did in 2022 is I feel like I slowed down from 2021. 2021, I went hard. Uh, 2022, I slowed it down a little bit. 2023, in February or March, I had set a cold date, July, um, the July CSW show. No, I'm sorry, July 8th. Um, it was with Northland Pro Wrestling. Um, and then CSW was the week weekend before those were going to be my last two shows. Um, cause I was coming up to my birthday and 35 was the deal. My wife's like, no, no, why don't you do these two? Because you're going to miss it. I love going to those shows. Like just, just do these two. Just don't do anything else. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to be a dad. I want to focus on my kids. I want to focus on my family. Um, so I really slowed down on bookings, um, at the beginning of this year because I was like, I'm out, you know, um, and then the NWA happened. And then on July 8th, I was at an NWA show. Um, I had to cancel Northland Pro Wrestling to go to an to an NWA show. Um, and they were they understood. Nathan Peppel is one of my best friends, and he runs Northland Pro Wrestling, so he's more than supportive. But like that, I just thought that was mind-boggling that that was supposed to be my last show. Yeah. And I almost look at it as kind of it's it's a resurrection or a rebirth in the wrestling now moving forward. Um, but I'm still in the mindset that I don't have to take a booking every week. I didn't work this weekend. I took this weekend off. I could have worked, but I had fun with my family. Last night my wife worked. I stayed home with my son. We watched Jurassic Park Dominion or Jurassic World Dominion. You know, he loves dinosaurs and, you know, and I got to make those memories and because memories are what's going to last a lifetime, right? You know, this is only going to last for a little bit, but uh, those memories with my kids are going to last, you know, for their entire life, the rest of my life and stuff. So, um, you know, I got two shows next weekend, um, you know, and then I'm going every weekend until September, but, uh, you know, Labor Day weekend, I'm off again, you know, and it, I, I set that, you know, I can do that because, we're independent contractors. We're our own bosses. Um, if, if we're not available for a show, we're not available for a show. You know, and Labor Day weekend may or may not be my wedding anniversary, but I still said no to the shows. Okay. There you go. There <laughs> you go. In it, all right. <laughs> um, Gina says, Cody, what's, what is your favorite wrestling move? Um, uh, you know, I I I love the big ending, man. Um, it's my finish. Um, I need to call it some something else, obviously, but uh, 
that's that's my finish and i love doing it and it looks devastating and uh you know it gets the point across so that's that's my favorite move right now Mr. James, I appreciate your time um, and your all your knowledge that you shared with us. Uh, it's time for you to close the show. Can you tell the fans where you're at, how they can find you, what we can expect from, and um, close, close it Cody James way, and then I will t- play an out exit song, and then we'll just meet you in the, in the lobby, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, I had to pull it up on my phone because I might be the only person in the world who doesn't know their own handles on social media. Uh, Instagram, Cody underscore 88. I'm sorry, Cody underscore James 88. And my Twitter is the same, Cody Cody underscore James 88. Uh, You find me there. You know, I I respond to people. If you're looking to book me, you can reach out there in my private messages and I'll respond to you. With most likely within a day, click the like button on all my photos. It makes me feel special, all warm and tingly inside. But no, thank you guys so much for letting me be a part of this podcast. Huge pop wrestling, you know, doing it for the right reasons. Scott, I love the questions from your kid, all your kids. Let them know that Cody James loves pizza, and pizza is actually the national food in Cody country. So if they ever want to come to Cody country, we're digging in and a lot of deep dish pizza, brother. Uh, and thank you so much. It was awesome meeting you guys. And I wish you nothing but the best. And I hope to be back on here again soon. Maybe we could do a four way with Cohen. You know, we could really yeah. set up that match yeah. to where I'm just gonna. Ah. Yeah, there you go. And there stay in go. stay. I have a thought about that. So stay in the lobby, okay? Absolutely. The night, it's the girl, right?